Good evening. Thanks for coming. So first of all, I'd like to announce uh, this Sunday, uh, this upcoming Sunday, Baruch Hashem, the blessings are flowing. So we're going to uh, have a uh, another bringing in of a Sefer Torah here at Mayon. Um, someone is dedicating a Sefer Torah. So one Sefer Torah brought another Sefer Torah. So um, that Sefer Torah is going to be coming in on this Sunday. And there's going to be a beautiful procession taking place 12 o'clock around the corner on Sycamore. Let me get the address here. It's going to start 12 o'clock. Now, I don't need the exact address, but I'll tell you the block. It's between 1st and 2nd, 1st and 2nd on Sycamore at 12 o'clock in the afternoon. Um, and then going to be coming into Mayon, Be'ezrat Hashem, in the afternoon next week, Sunday. So everybody should come for the honor of the Torah, um, which is a very, very big thing to participate in the bringing in of a Sefer Torah. So that's a very exciting, big mazel tov, and a big mazel tov to David Wittenberg and his wonderful wife, Hannah, for um, this special dedication. And may this bring them a lot of bracha and a lot of mazel, and only, only, only happy things for the entire community. Um, this week, the shear is still available. If anybody would like to dedicate the shear for anything that anybody needs or wants, or just for no reason at all, that uh, that's a good idea. And uh, you can let me know later, and it will be the mitzvah will be yours. Um, yesterday we had a class over here by Rabbi Yechiel Frischman. I gave a class in the morning on education, on chinuch. If you listen to that class, education is not, doesn't, uh, doesn't um, do justice to, the, to, the, to what chinuch means. It was such a fascinating talk that I decided, I've never done this before, to... Um, um, give over, give up our CD for the weekly Mayon CD uh, that instead of it being my class that I'm giving tonight, which is going to be on the website, which is going to be on the um, on all the other online ways of listening to the classes at Mayon but the actual physical CD that we put out in all the markets and all the shuls uh, will be that class so those of you who are here tonight um, and you want, so I recommend it. Usually, you don't listen to the CD because I was at the class, but it's really, really, really worth listening to. It's an amazing class. I was really blown away by it. It was very, very, very powerful. So, this is this week's CD. You can go online. Um, I think the title is going to be I Have a Father. Um, so, that's the sheer on our website. And you'll have it on the CD as well. Tonight, um, we are going to, we're not going to study something on the parsha. Uh, instead, we're going to do something very unique and special, being that it is summertime. Summertime, people have fun. So, you know, it's kind of no school. Now it's after the three weeks already. So people are traveling and they're going to have a good time. So why not have a good time? Why not go visit a 
spiritual or Kabbalistic amusement park. That's what I want to do tonight. In tribute to a master of Kabbalah, an unbelievable, um, I, I don't even know what the word is, genius. It's hard to even say genius. It's, it's, it's beyond words. Uh, I mentioned once earlier this year that there, were, that there is, and, and it's his yard site coming up this week, um, that I, I lately became fascinated. Uh, I mean, I've always known about it, but I've lately uh, allowed myself the luxury to probe his books a little more. This is the father of the Lubavitcher Rebbe, Rebbe Levi Yitzhak Schneerson, who is a Kabbalist on levels that are just, it's, it's just not, he, he created a whole new style. It's not, he's so original, that's the idea. There's such originality in his books because there is Kabbalah, but then there is someone who takes every story and every event and takes all the people that are in the event and all the times and all the places that happens and I don't want to say it's a spin, it's not a spin. He uncovers the spiritual godly map behind the story. And it's so entertaining, it's unbelievable. It's really, if you have the patience to sit down and read, it's very, very difficult to learn. That's why no one, most people don't learn it, because it's very difficult to learn. The reason it's very difficult to learn was because the writings that we have from him are only remnants of writings that he wrote when it was very, very difficult for him to write. You see, Rabbi Levi Yitzhak of Schneerson, whose yard site is coming up on Chaf of, so for sure we're going to dedicate the class to him, um, um, was born in, nine, in um, 1878. On the 18th of Nisan in the year 1878, he was a rabbi, he was the rabbi of the city of Yakantraslav, which is in the Ukraine. And um, he passed away uh, in the year 1939. He was arrested in the year, sorry, he was arrested in the year 1939. Um, for being um, accused for counter-revolutionary um, uh, activities. Um, they saw him as, because he relentlessly uh, pursued and was involved in spreading of Yiddishkeit and not allowing the communists to have their wish of extinguishing the flame of Torah and mitzvahs, uh, he took up the fight publicly, and defied them in a very, very, very open and strong way. And of course they couldn't, they didn't like that, and they arrested him. Uh, he was in one of the horrible prisons for a year, and they tortured him, and he went through horrific suffering. After that, already a broken person, they sent him to exile for, I think it was four years to exile, to some forsaken village up in Siberia. When he finally was able to come out, um, he got very sick over there, and then just a little while later he passed away on Chav of 1944. Now all of his writings that he wrote during the time of his youth or when he was rabbi uh, was lost. Where they are, we don't have. We only have some of the writings that his wife smuggled out that he wrote during the time that he was in exile. Or letters that he sent his son, the Lubavitcher Rebbe, a little earlier. That's basically what we have. And therefore, being that he didn't really have ink, his wife actually would go out and collect herbs and make ink 
for him so he can write down, jot down. So he wrote things, obviously, with a very sparing amount of ink. So he wrote things very, very short and very cryptic. So that's why it's so hard to learn it. But as I mentioned earlier, literally, it's, a, it's an amusement park of, of Kabbalah and Hasidus to, to, to learn his teachings. So I wanted to share with you a couple of uh, thoughts. Um, one of them that we're going to learn mainly tonight is related to the Yamtiv that we had last week, which was the Yamtiv of the 15th day of Av. And Rabbi Yitzchak makes a very, very powerful connection, according to Kabbalah, between the 15th of Av and another Yamtiv that is also on the 15th, which is the 15th of Shvat. And it's by the Jewish people, the, the, both of them um, have the name of two. People say Tu B'Shvat and Tu B'Av. And there is a connection between the two. And that's what he's coming to explain. Um, now, I did put out some paper and some pens because we're going to be working with numbers tonight. So those of you who want to check and make sure that I'm not, uh, I'm not pulling a quick one on you, um, you can actually do that and be assured that I'm not fooling you and the gematria that I'm telling you is actually accurate, you can do your own math, you can have your own calculator out, you can write these things down and, um, and um, just be assured. Any case, the Yamtif of... Uh, now this letter that he wrote was actually a letter that he wrote to his son, the Lubavitcher Rebbe, on the 15th of Shvat. So he's explaining the Yamtiv of the 15th of Shvat according to the mystical dimension. Now he says, well, it's a yamtiv of trees. So we have to really figure out what's the connection first of trees to Shvat. Okay? So simply on the simple level, trees start to um, the process of the tree being renewed after it becomes completely withered and dried out in the winter. And then it starts to uh, grow again, every tree. That happens in the month of Shvat. That's when we're nearing the latter half of the winter. We're moving in already into spring. So this tree is beginning to start getting its, its moist. Its, first of all, it got the moisture already, but it's beginning to wake up from its sleep and to start producing. So that's why it's the connection. It's the Rosh Hashanah, we know, Le'ilana is to trees. But why is that mystically? Why is it that the trees begin to wake up in the month of Shvat? And we have Rosh Hashanah to Ilan. And there's an argument between Bishama and Bishilal if it's on Rosh Chodesh Shvat or it's the 15th day of Shvat. We celebrate it like Basil on the 15th day of Shabbat. But what is really the connection? So the first idea is that um, if you take the word Ilan, you take the word Ilan, and you do the gematria, not of just the word Ilan, which is spelled Aleph, Yud, Lamed, Nun. That's an Ilan, a tree. Rosh Hashanah le'ilanos, right? The trees. So if you take the word Ilan, but you actually spell out the word Ilan. What do I mean spell out? You spell out each letter. That's called, you're working with the Miloy. You're working with the Miloy. What's the Miloy? The Miloy means you're looking at the hidden letters that are in the word that are not out in the front. So for instance, you take the letter Aleph, and you spell out Aleph, Aleph Lamed Pei. Okay? And Yud is Yud Vav Dalid. Lamed is Lamed Mem Dalid. Lamed. And then Nun is Nun Vav Nun. 
So if you take these four words made up of the of the of the four letters Aleph, Yud, Lamid, Nun, but you write each letter out as a word, and then you do the gematria of it. The gematria of it is three hundred and eleven. The exact gematria of the word Shvat. Shvat is three eleven. So here you already have a connection between a tree and Shvat. Because if you break the tree up, we know, the, we know what, how did God create the world? With letters. And the name of something in Hebrew is the real DNA. That's what it is. The genetic code of every entity in the world is hidden in its letters. So if Hashem grabbed an Aleph, a Yud, and a Lamed, and a Nun, and He created a tree, then it means that the very etymology of the tree is made up of an Aleph, Yud, Lamed, Nun. But most people only look at the Aleph, Yud, Lamed, Nun. So Rabbi Levi Yitzhak says, well, you got to break it into its tinier particles. Look what's inside an Aleph. Look what's in, an Aleph is not just an Aleph. An Aleph is really an Aleph, Lamed, Pei. A Yud is a Yud, Vav, Dalet. So you have to count all of this together. Guess what? Do the gematria, and you come to them, and you have the gematria of the word of Shvat. So Shvat and Elon work together. Okay, everybody with me? Good. That's simple. Okay. Now he says. Now here there is an interesting parallel. Now here there is an interesting parallel to the other. We have an interesting parallel to the other month of the year in which we have a holiday that, as we said earlier, also in the 15th of the month. And it's one of these holidays, again, that's like a semi-holiday, right? It's a holiday holiday. Uh, 15th of of, of, it's not like a holiday like uh, Sukkot or something like that where we don't do work. And it's not even like Hanukkah and Purim. It's just a celebratory day. We don't say... Uh, we don't say Tachnon, we, you know, we, we make it special. So which are the two holidays? 15th of Shvat and 15th of Av. Well, interesting. They're both in the fifth month of the year. What do we mean by that? The year, the Jewish year begins twice. We have two beginnings to the Jewish year, strangely, but that's the way it is in the Jewish cycle. The year begins in Tishrei, and the year also begins in Nisan. The months begin in Nisan. So if you count from Tishrei five months, you get the Shvat. You, try, you count from Nisan five months, you get the Av. So Av and Shvat are really parallel. If you're born in Shvat, like my birthday is in Shvat, so when is my half birthday? The other, when are you a half a year older? It's like when you're young, you still count your half birthday, right? I am six and a half today, right? Um, so... Um, the, the half is parallel the other side. These are the two polar sides of the year, Shvat and Av. Okay. Now, um, the, so the, the interesting thing is that on the other side of the year, which means Av, which is the fifth month of the summer months, Shvat is the fifth month of the winter months. Av is the fifth month of the summer months. If you count... Um, so, so over here too, the 15th is also a holiday related to trees. Why is it a holiday related to trees? The Gemara says, what is the reason why Tes Vav, the 15th of Av, is a Yamtiv? Because they completed the mitzvah of chopping wood. The Gemara gives a whole bunch of reasons. 
But what, the, the, the main reason why the 15th of Av is a Yom Tiv, is a holiday, is because that's the day they made a Siyam on the mitzvah. All summer long, they would chop wood for the Beis HaMikdash, to have enough wood for the Mizbeach, for the altar, for all the Karbanis. But at this time of the year, they would stop chopping the wood because the sun is not strong enough. So if they chop wood now and the wood is still a little wet, they, 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 this wood won't be kosher because they can't use wet wood. The wood has to be very dry. And, there's no t- and the sun is not strong enough. You know, the beginning of the summer, it's very strong to dry it up. But afterwards, they didn't rely that it would get dry and they stopped chopping wood. And they made a, in the ho- we once had a whole share on why it's a, a holiday, the day that you completed a mitzvah. But they completed the mitzvah on that day. But what's the mitzvah? A mitzvah related to trees. Again, but what's the difference? Both of them have a mitzvah, both of them are connected to trees. 15th of Shvat, Rosh Hashanah for trees. 15th of Av is the um, Yom Tev relating to chopping down trees. That's the difference. The difference is here is the beginning and here is the seal. See what's going on? On Shvat is the, is the beginning of the tree. The tree is just starting to blossom. In, in the time you get the of, the tree has been chopped down already and we're using the wood. I don't mean in concepts, not the same tree that you're chopping down, but the idea is this is the beginning of something and this is the seum, the conclusion. But both of them are in the fifth month, both of them related. Okay. Now, now let's get a little mystical over here. What really is the connection between these two dates, the 15th of Shvat and the 15th of Av, and that we will say that both of them are are, are connected through the tree, through the ilan. Both of them have a relationship of the ilan of the tree. So we need to understand what is a tree in the spiritual gardens above? What is a tree? Everything in the physical world, nothing starts in physicality. Everything is, has its spiritual source. So what is, down here we know what a tree is. What is a tree in the supernal worlds? where there's no physicality. So we all are familiar with sefirot, with attributes, and we know there are ten attributes, and there are the, right, chachma, bina, das, the three intellectual attributes, and then there are the seven emotional attributes. And the emotional attributes are divided into two, two sets, what's called zah, ze'er anpin, which are the six sefirot, from ches, six masculine sefirot, chesed, gevura, teferes, netzach, hod, yesod, and then you have Malchus, which is the feminine sphere on its own. So what is tree? The tree corresponds, or the, the essence of a tree is the sephira, the attribute of Yesod. Yesod is a tree. It's the last of the emotional attributes of the mashpia, of the influencer, the man who is influencing and giving over the trans transmitting to the woman who is the recipient. So yesod, okay? So tree is yesod. What's the relationship of tree to yesod? What does Elon have to do with yesod? So the idea is like this. Um, the word Elon, okay? Let's do the gematria of Elon, but without the details. Let's just look at the, the word Elon just as one word, not as four words. Okay, Aleph, Yud, Lamed, Nun. Aleph is one, Lamed is 30, so it's 31. Ilan, I'm sorry, I forgot, uh, 
Aleph is one, Yud is ten, is eleven, and then Alamed and Anun is another eighty, thirty and fifty. So eighty plus eleven, ninety-one. So Elon is Gematria ninety-one. Now, if you hear the name nine, the word ninety-one, instantly, if you learnt a little bit Gematrias, you realize that ninety-one is a very special number. It's the Gematria of the word Amen. Amen is ninety-one. Aleph Mem Nun. Why? Because it's the unification of two of God's most prominent names. What are the names? Hashem has a name, the, fam- the most, we say Yudke Vavke, the Tetragrammaton. That name is Gematria 26. Yudke Vavke is 26. Another name of God is Aleph Dalid Nun Yud, the way we pronounce Hashem's name. Ado, da 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 da, Nai, right? So 26 is Yudke Vavke. Aleph Dalid Nun Yud is Gematria 65. Aleph Dalid Nun Yud 65. 65 plus 26. 65 is 91. Okay? So you got 91. So an Elon is Gematria, is the exact numeric value of Havaya and Adna together. That's the reason it is the that's how we know that it relates to the attribute of Yesod. What's the relationship of Yesod to these two names, Havaya and Adna, 26 and Aleph, Dal, and Yud? And the idea is simple. Yesod is the power that connects the Mashpia to the Makabal. Yesod is the power of bonding, to bond, to connect. It connects the Mashpia, the influencer, to the makabel, to the recipient, which is the one who's being influenced. So Yesod is the machaber, it's the attacher from za to Malchus, or in Kabbalistic terminology, it unifies the two sefirot of Teferes and Malchus. Teferes is the man, Teferes is Yaakov, and let's say uh, Malchus is Rachel. It unifies Yaakov and Rachel, Teferes and Malchus. Okay? So now, we know that the name Yudke Vavke is the name applying to God, to Ferris. That's the name of Rachamim, right? Which name? The name Yudke Vavke is the name of compassion, mercy, which is the name of, if it's the name of compassion, then it's Teferis. Teferis is what? Teferis, we look, Chesed, Gevurah, Teferis. Teferis is Rachamim. So if you're unifying Teferis, Malchus, what's the name of God that relates to Malchus? Aleph, Dalid, Nun, Yud. Because what does Malchus mean? Adon. Malchus means a master. Hashem is a king. What does Aleph, Dalid, Nun, Yud mean? Master. So the name, whenever you see the name Adonai, what does that represent? Malchus. Yud, Kei, Vav, represents Teferes. Who joins Teferes and Malchus together? What, which attribute takes the energy of Teferes and channels it down to Malchus, Yesod. Yesod is the mediator, is the connector between Teferis and Malchus. So Yesod is the one that bonds Havaya, Yudke Vavke, with Aleph, Dalet, Nun, Yud. That's why the Yesod is related to these two names together. Havaya, Adna, together. That's the gematria of Elon, tree. So you see Elon, a tree that is Yesod, What's its business? 
What's the business of the Elon? What does the Elon do? What does the tree do? Unify Havaya and Adna. That's why Elon itself is Gematria Havaya, Yud Kevavke, and Adna and Aleph Talad Nun Yud. Okay? Fine, till here we're following. So this is now the idea of a tree. So now we know that Shvat and Av, for whatever reason, are connected to Yesod. The 15th of the, mo- of the month is connected to Yesod. And that's why we celebrate trees on that day. Now we continue. Now, if you take a look at the word... Um, now, here's the thing. The Ilan, which is the Yesod, is not Havaya. It's not Yud Kevavke. It's not Aleph Talad Nun Yud, because Aleph Talad Nun Yud is where? Malchus. Is Adam. Havaya is higher than Yesod. It's Teferis. What does Yesod do? Yesod is not Havaya and it's not, and it's not Malchus. But what, and not Aleph, Talad, Nun, Yud. What it does is it combines the both. Okay? So let's see how the word Elon itself is showing you that it's a combiner of Yesod and Malchus. Why? I'm sorry. Of Teferis and Malchus. As it brings them together. How do you see it? Well... The word Elon, let's break it up. You first have an Aleph. Aleph is the acronym, it's the first letter of which word? Of Aleph, Dalid, Nun, Yud. Aleph, you hear the word? Okay, I want everybody to look at the word Elon. Aleph, Yud, Lamed, Nun. So the Aleph of the word Elon is the Rasha Tevis, it's the first letter. So it's symbolic of what? Aleph, Talid, Nun, Yud. Because the word, the name, Adoi, whatever, begins with an Aleph. How about, what's the second letter in, in, in Elon? In Elon. The second letter in Elon is Yud. So Yud is the Rasha Tevis for which, which word? Yud, K, Yud, K, Vav, K. So the Aleph and the Yud of the word Elon represent... In Rasha Tevis. Now we're not working, again, I see what's a little hard sometimes to work with Rablevi Yitzchak, is he jumps all over the place. He's using Gematria one moment, and a minute later he's using another sim- realm of Remez, which is Rashi Tevis. Rashi Tevis means you can deduce words by their first letter. Okay? So Aleph is Aleph Talad Nun Yud. Yud is Yud K Vav K. Those are the first two letters of Elon. And what are you left with? You're left with Lamid Nun. Following? You're left with the letters Lamid and Nun. Ah, why? Because you have Yud Kevavke, you have Aleph, which is Aleph Talad Nun Yud, who stands in the middle to connect them? Yusod. Yesod is hinted to in these two letters, Lamed Nun. Why? What's the connection of Yesod to a Lamed Nun? So again, according to this now that he's explaining now, the Aleph and the Yud are what Yesod is grabbing. Yesod is grabbing the Yud, connecting it to the Aleph. But Yesod itself is the Lamed Nun. Why is Yesod the Lamed Nun? So he brings a Kabbalistic concept that I don't understand, that I have not seen in a Hasidus explained yet, so I can't explain it to you, I can just take him for the word that he says. He gives two explanations, which are very beautiful. Okay, and here, listen here. I just don't, again, I don't, I, I don't have the explanation of why, but there's a Kabbalistic concept 
that in Yesod, there are five Gevurot. Five powers of restraining. Five Gevurais are in Yesod. Okay, Yesod receives five Gevurais. Every time you need to be mashpia something. By the way, it's a very important idea. If Yesod is the power to be mashpia, to influence, if you don't have any Gevura, you can't be, you can't be mashpia. Because if you, if you don't have any Gevura, then everything flows with an intense flow. The recipient can't handle it. For example, if I have a concept and if I want to give it over, what do I have to do? I have to break it up into small little pieces. That's every hashpa needs to come in. So Yesod has five Gevuras. But the problem with Gevura is that when Gevura gets too intense, what does it do? It causes, it causes a lot of stiff muscles. It causes constrictions. It causes holding back. It, it doesn't allow for hashpah to happen. In order for hashpah to happen, there has to be both. There has to be gevura, but at the same time, there also has to be a, 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 a chesed to sweeten the gevura. So in Kabbalah it says, again, I don't know, but in Kabbalah it says that there are three chasadim drawn into Yesod to counter the five gevurais that there are there. Again, Yesod has five powers, five restraining powers. But the restraining powers can get too restraining and they're not giving. So you have three powers of chesed that allow for, they, they, they sweeten the harshness of these five gevuras, allowing the flow for the, for the hashpah to come. Now let's take at the word, let's take a, a, a moment at these two letters, lamid nun. What's lamid? Lamid is 30. But lamid is a letter that, that aligns with gimel, right? Because it's, if you count single digits, double digits, triple digits, what are, what, what, what are the, how do you align Aleph Bays when you're counting um, the, the digits on the first floor are single digits. On the second floor, it's, the, it's tens. On the third floor, it's hundreds. So which Gimel, and then on, on the second floor, it's Lamed, and on the third floor, it's Shin, because they're all three. Following? Okay, so a Gimel and a, and a, and a Lamed are related. So therefore, Yesoid has three, gevur, three Chasadim, that's the Lamed, it comes to sweeten the five judgments. Since it comes to sweeten the five judgments, and what's five? Five is hey, but five is also nun, because nun is 50. So Yesoid itself, its spiritual makeup, is three chasadim, five gevurais. Together, it, 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 what does it accomplish through this chemistry? You're following? Through the chemistry of the three chesed powers and the five gevura powers, what does it create together? The ability to unify and connect the aleph and the yud. That's the word elon. Following? The word elon is aleph is aleph talid nun yud. That's malchus. Yud, that's yud k vav k. How do you bring together yud k vav k and aleph talid nun yud? How do you bring together the infinite into the finite? How do you bridge the creation with the creator? How do you unify the Shekhinah with God, with, the, with, with what is above? How do you do that? Through the Lamed and the Nun of Yesod. And that's why the word Ilan is Yesod. Tree following. Then he adds another beautiful idea. Yesod, in order for Yesod to be Mashpia into Malchus, 
your sod is first a recipient. It receives from all the attributes. Everything flows into your sod, and from your sod it goes into Malchus. Let's give the example. In the human experience, your sod is related in the physiology or physiological of the person. It's, re- it's connected to, rep- to, to reproduction. So when a person is creating a child, they're actually taking that energy from their entire being. There's nothing, uh, we spoke about it a, a few weeks ago on Parshas Pinchas, why it is so, so, so important to, to um, keep, um, to, 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 to remain, the power of reproduction should remain only in Kedusha. Because remember we spoke a few weeks ago of Chas V'Shalom, you use it in the unholy, so what you're doing is you're bringing every element of Kedusha Chas V'Shalom into Klippa, into unholiness. Because Yisoyed contains the entire person from head to toe. Okay, so let's see how that it fits in the word Ilan. He says an amazing Aleph. So Aleph is this. If you take the word Aleph, is symbolic. Again, there's a lot of there's a lot of Kabbalah here, but this is really interesting. Aleph is symbolic of Keser crown. Why? Whenever you see an Aleph, it indicates Aleph is the first first the first letter. So it's the first Sephira, the first attribute. Higher than Kesser, we can't even talk. So the first revelation is in Kesser. Kesser is Aleph. Why? Let's take the word Aleph. Turn around the word Aleph. And which letter do you get? Pele. Pele means a wonder. Pele means a miracle. And Pele also means a wonder. A miracle is something you wonder about. How did it happen? You don't understand it. What's Kesser? Kesser is above Chachman. It's above understanding. So when we, when we encounter anything from Kesar, what does it do to our brain? It stuns our mind. So when the word Elon begins with an Aleph, Aleph represents what? Kesar. Then the Yud, what's after the Yud? What's, I'm sorry, what's after the Aleph? Yud. What's Yud? Yud is Chachma. Why is Yud Chachma? That we know all over. When we, whenever we speak about the Yud Kevavke, Yud is Chachma, He is Bina, right? Everybody familiar? And we, um, let's understand why Yud is Chachma. Because Yud is the first of the ten Sefirot. And it includes, what's the number Yud? Yud is ten. So Yud that contains within it all, all, the, all the following Sefirot are all in the Yud. So that's why Yud is ten and Yud is Chachma. Also we know that Chachma is the first flash and that's why this, how, what is it? It's the first point. It's the point. And that's why when you have an idea, before you flesh it out, before you develop the idea, it's just a point. That's why it's a yud. So again, Aleph represents Keser. Yud represents. No. Yud represents Chachma. We're going down. Lamed. What's the Lamed of, of the word Ilan? What's the Lamed of the word Lina? Lamed is Bina. Why is Lamed the Bina? So no one would think of it. I, anybody, so he, it's interesting. He just says Lamed is Bina. He doesn't explain it. And it bothered me. I said, I never heard that Lamed is Bina. I know hey is Bina. How do you get Lamed Bina? I'm not going to take... I don't like taking things just, for, just because it says so. I, I'm, I'm always like challenging everything. So Lamed is Bina? Where do you take that? So that upset me. So I ran home just 20 minutes before this year. And there's a sefer called Sefer Harachim Oisiyais. It's a sefer encyclopedia on letters according to Kabbalah, based on Chabad Chasidus. So over there it has all the letters. So I looked up Lamed. 
So he gives a very, very different bunch of things about Lamed. Then he goes into, and again, but most of what he says over there is from different places of Levi Yitz, of Rabbi Levi Yitzchak's teachings. But it's so simple. What does Lamed mean? Lamed, listen to the word Lamed. The word Lamed means to learn, Limed, to learn. Where does learning take place? Where does learning take place? In the Bina, on the left side. In the Chachma stage, you, you haven't really learned it yet. Chachma is only the beginning of a teaching. You're not really grabbing it yet. Where are you Lamed? Where are you learning? In the Bina. Okay? Now it's interesting. Chachma is hinted to a lot of times in an Aleph. I said before, Kesar is Aleph. But sometimes it says that Chachma is also Aleph. It depends. It's, Aleph can hint to Kesar. The word Aleph also means learning. Aleph comes from the word Ulfana. Ulfana means to learn. But the difference between Lamed and Aleph is Aleph means I will learn. Aalefcha, I will learn. That means in the level of Chachma, you're beginning to learn, you will learn, but you don't have it yet. It's like this thing that's up here, but you don't really grab it yet. Once it reaches the Bina, then you have Lamed, you learned. In davening, what do we say? Atachaynein la'adam das. Umelamed, lamed, lamed, la'enoish, bina. And when someone knows how to learn really well, what do you say? He's a lamdin. He's a lamed. So lamed is related to bina. That's because of what? Of the word. But a lamed also has a beautiful shape. It's the tall, nice, handsome letter amongst the Aleph Beis, the Lamed. What is the connection of the shape of the Lamed to Bina? So Rabbi Levi Yitzhak has a lot to say about the two. And let's really analyze, let's break the Lamed a little bit. Let's break him up a little bit into pieces. If you look at a Sofer Lamed in the Sefer Torah, you see that the Lamed is made up of a Dalid and a Vav. You have a Dalid, and the Vav is on the top. The upper part of the Lamed that's on top is a Vav. It's a Vav sitting on a Dalid. The bottom is, looks a little more slanted, but it's really a Dalid. It's a Dalid and a Vav together give you a Lamed. Now, Dalid and Vav make up a different letter. Which other letter comes from a Dalid and a Vav? The letter He. The letter He is also a Dalit and a Vav. The difference is only that in the He, the, the Vav is on the bottom. The Dalit is on top, and you got the Vav over here on the bottom. Okay, I'm going to use a little one, pinky over here, because it's going to work better. Okay, So here you got the He, the Vav is over here. On the Lamed, the Vav is on the top. But you're dealing with the same two letters. A He is the same like a Lamed, it's, and another difference is that over here it's attached and here it's not attached. Oh, Now for one moment, hold it. If I was to tell you that hey is Bina, would you question me? Would anybody doubt? Hey, we always know is Bina. Yud is Chachma, hey is Bina. So a Lamed is really a hey. It's really a Dalit and a Vav together reshaped with a little bit different. So it must be a connection between them. Okay. Following? Hold it. Why is a Dalit and a Vav Bina? We're saying Dalit and Vav together, when they come together, they, come, they make Bina. Either in the Lamed, 
or in the hay. Why? Watch this cool thing. This stuff is so cool, it's unbelievable. A yud, hold it. Yud is, what did I tell you earlier? Yud is represents which sphere? Yud is which? Chachma. Now where does Bina come from? Where does Bina receive all its vitality from? All its, all its energy from? Bina. Where does Bina receive all its, inf- all its information from? Chachma. Chachma is the husband. Bina is the, is, the, is the wife. She receives everything from Chachma. Hey, so let's take a look at Yud. What's inside a Yud? If you spell the word Yud, we did it earlier. What's, how do you spell a Yud? Yud Vav Dalid. You see? So the Vav Dalid that's inside the Yud, when it goes out of the Yud, when you separate it, you take the filling, you take the... Okay, the Yud has a filling inside. Okay? Like a cake sometimes has a chocolate filling, a vanilla filling. Okay, the Yud has a filling. What's inside the Yud, the filling? The filling that's in the Yud is the Vav and the Dalit. When you take it out, you take out the details from the point, what do you get? You get a hay. So the hay of Bina comes from the Vav and the Dalit that's inside the Yud. Now, you can make a hay out of it, or you can make a lamed out of it. Depends where you position the Vav and the Dalit. But already now, you see two things. First of all, the word itself. The, the word, every, every letter has a word. Lamed means learning. Lamed, the shape of the lamed is a Vav and a Dalit, which is the same as a hay, and hay is Bina. Following? And he has watched this, Rebbe Yitzchak says an amazing thing. Do you ever wonder, do you know that the rules of diktuk of the Torah are so fascinating? I don't know if you ever recall a Rashi, where the Rashi says a statement like this. Rashi says, you with me? Rashi says, every time, many times when you need a lamed in the beginning of a word, the Torah, instead of putting a lamed, puts a hay at the end of the word. Anybody remember that Rashi? You have Rashi says it like a bunch of times. I'll give you an example. Rashi says a lot of times it doesn't say le-eretz. Instead it says artza. And that would mean le-eretz. Because instead of putting the lamid, you put a hay. Why are you making monkey business over here? It needs a lamid. Why are you putting a hay? The answer is that lamid and hay are interchangeable. Why? Because they're both bina. Lamed is one form of Bina, and He is another form of Bina. But they're, they're very close to each other. They're both the same sphere. And therefore, you need a Lamed at the beginning. Instead of the power putting the Lamed at the beginning, you can put in the end, a He in the end, because He and Lamed are really the same sphere, the same attribute. Now let's take one more. I showed you how Lamed is Bina. How? In its word, the meaning of the word, Lamed is Bina in its shape. Oh, wait, wait, wait. There's one more cool thing. Now watch this. One more, this is really, one more amazing thing. Another thing about the Lamed. The Lamed has, the left side of the Lamed is on top of the letter. Which means the Lamed is protruding where? On the top. It goes up higher. On the left side. Okay. Now there are other letters where you have the left side but the left side is on the bottom of the letter, not on top of the letter. Example, hey, we spoke before hey. Hey has the vav, but where is the vav, which is the, also on the left, but it's underneath the letter, or at least parallel to the letter, but on the ches, is also, it's got the, it's a, it's a, it's a ches, is like a resh and a, and, a, and, a, and a vav, but again, it's on the left side. And another one is kuf. Ches, hey, kuf. 
And all three of those, the left side is, lo- is on the bottom of the letter. By Lamed, where is the left side? On the top. Higher, higher than the letter. So he explains in Gaval de Ge'inyan. The difference between the letters of Lamed and He, for instance, He and even though I just told you that Lamed and He are both in Bina, right? But we know also, and everybody knows this, that there's two He's in Hashem's name. Yud Kevavke. One He is in Bina, the other He is in Malchus. So He a lot of times is not Bina. He a lot of times is Malchus. And there's a relationship between the two because they're mother and daughter. And we know the rule is like mother, like daughter. So that's why they're hey hey. This is the bigger hey, and this is the smaller hey. But they, they, they go together. Mother and daughter go together. Okay? So, and therefore he says like this. In the letters ches, hey, and kuf, over here these are all letters pertaining to malchus. These three letters are in malchus. They're not in bina. Okay, hey sometimes is in bina, but ches, hey, and kuf are in malchus. In Malchus, the left side is lower than the right side. Why is the left side lower to the right side? Because the left side is Gevura and the right side is Chesed. And in Malchus, when we're talking about in, in actualization, what's better? What's hard? Kindness or severity? Kindness is always nicer, better. So the Chesed is always better. Like we know in this world, we're always supposed to make what stronger? We're supposed to always make the right stronger over the left. When you get dressed, you should put your right arm in first, in your right sleeve, and then your left. We're supposed to do everything to strengthen the right over the left. In halacha, we have Hillel and Beishamai. Hillel comes from the right side, Chesed. Shammai comes from, who is the halacha like? In most cases, like Hillel. Because we always strengthen the Chesed over Gevura. That's down here. However, it says in Kabbalah and in Hasidus, and we learned this many times, that in their Shoresh, in their root, in the quintessential source, who is higher, Chesed or Gevura? In its source, Gevura is higher than Chesed. That's what it says, in its Shoresh. Gevura is higher than Chesed. That's why Korach, for instance, he wanted the Levium to be superior to the Kohanim. And it says he wasn't wrong, he was just a little too premature. After Mashiach comes, when the Shoresh is going to be revealed, what's going to be higher? That's why we also know, for instance, in our world today, we have gold and silver. Silver is love, kesef, meloshen, nichsoif, nichsafti. Gold is intense. You don't have intensity in silver. Silver is very mellow. Gold is intense, fiery. So we know what's, what, what's more valuable, gold or silver? Gold. Because in the Shoresh, Gvur is higher than chesed. Now, Bina, in Bina, Bina is the Shoresh, is the root of, of Gevurais. Malchus is the actualization of Gevura. Bina is the source of Gevura. So in the letters that are Malchus letters, you're following with me? In all the letters that are Malchus letters, they're not Bina letters, the left side has to be lower than the right side. So when you have a left in the Kuf, the left goes all the way down. Even in the hay, it's... The left side is pushed down a little bit. The ches, it's connected, but it's still under the letter. The letter goes like this, and it's under. Because in Malchus, the left side is inferior to the right side. But in Bina, in the Lamed, which Lamed is Bina, and in the Shoresh, what's higher? Gevura or Chesed. So the Gevura is the tall one in Bina. So the, the crown, the going up, 
is on the left. Isn't that amazing? And one more thought. Why Lamed is Bina? Again, we're only explaining now a tiny little detail. Why Lamed is Bina? The third thing, how much is Lamed? Lamed is 30, which is 3. 30, if you, the root of 30 is 3. Bina is the third attribute. Keser, Chachma, Bina. It's the third one. Also, Bina includes within itself Keser, Chachma, and Bina inside of it. So it's not just the third, it's three. Because it has all three sephiros inside of it. That's why it's 30. Okay, now let's go back to the word Elon. Hey, well, I'll just explain this is all in the midst of explaining the word Elon. So Aleph is Keser. Yud is Chachma. Lamed, Bina. And Nun, how many spheres do we have after Bina? Down to, to your side? Down to your side? Well, how many spheres do you have? You have Chesed, Gvurat, Feres, Netzach, and Hod. You have the five spheres. Da, now you're going to say, well, you have Das also. Well, Das is not counted. When you count Keser, you don't count Das. That's a rule that says all over in Hasidus. There's only ten spherot. So if you count Keser, you don't count Das. In the word Elon, you counted Keser. Aleph is the, is the Keser. Yud is the Chachma. And the Lamed is the Bina. Nun is five. What are the five? Chesed, Gevura, Teferes, Netzach, Hod, five. And all these five go into what? Into your side. So an Elon, a tree, do you ever bump, look at a tree and say, wow, you have everything in this tree. You are Keser, Chachma, Bina, Chesed, Gevura, Teferes, Netzach, Hod. All in the tree makes up your side. Okay? That's a tree. We're just beginning this. It's already almost over the class in time. Okay, now, watch this. Um, now, wait. Now, the words... Now, hold it. Now, this is really, really spectacular. If the Aleph... What did we say earlier? Um, if the Aleph is... Aleph is Aleph. Besides Kesser, we said earlier in the previous thing. We said Aleph is Rosh Tevis, Aleph Dalid Nun Yud. A Yud represents Yud K Vav K. The Lamid Nun is Yesod itself that serves as the connector. Lamid Nun. What's the gematria of Lamid Nun? Lamid eighty. What's the gematria of Yesod? You're guessing. You're guessing. Let's do it. Yesod, Samach, 60. No, hold it. I didn't say you're wrong. I'm just saying that when you... you, you uh, let's go through Yesod. Yod is 10. Samach is what? 60. Plus a Vav and a Dalin. 80. So Yesod is 80. So Yesod itself is the Lamed Nun that connects the Aleph and the Yud, Havaya and Adna together makes up Elon. Perfect. Good. Now, um, now what else is it? Is there another word for an Elon? Is there another word for an Elon besides an Elon? What else would you call an Elon? Eights. Eights is another word for Elon. Eights is a tree, right? A wood tree. What's the gematria of eights? Ayin. 
Ayin Tzadik. How much is Ayin Tzadik? Ayin is 70. Tzadik is 90. 90 and 70 is how much? 160. Which human being is the personification of the attribute of Yisoyed more than anybody else? Yosef HaTzadik is Yisoyed. Yosef is Yisoyed. He's the sixth of the, the Shpizin. Yosef is Yisoyed. How much is Yosef Gematria? Samach and Pei. Start from the end, from the bigger numbers. Samach and Pei is what? Samach is 60, Pei is 80. It's 140. Plus another 10. There's 150 plus 6. 156. Yosef is 156. How much did we say before? Eights is 160. So there's four. There's missing four. Between Yosef and eights is missing four. So he says, well, you add to it the four letters. Yud of the word Yosef. Yud, Vav, Samach, Pei. You add the four letters. So from 150, 156, from the word Yosef, 156, by adding... The, you, in Gematria, sometimes you count the kolel. What's the kolel? You count the word itself. And sometimes you count the individual letters. So Yosef, with the letters, counting the four letters, you get the exact gematria of eights, which H is an Elon, which is Yesod, which is altogether. Now a lot of times you wonder, hey, come on, that's being cheap. You're, you're, just, you're just adding on it. Do you know that, in, 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 not over here, but in other times, he explains a lot of times why the gematria could not have been perfect and only by counting the letters, and that itself is like a 15... Uh, a 15-20 line explanation according to Kabbalah why it will not come out directly would only come out because you realize these codes are perfect with infinite precision because this is the way God created the world this is, this is the Torah even much higher than the world okay now we continue now um, if you take now the, now which months did we say is connected to the tree which months did we say is connected to the tree? The month of Shvat and the month of Av. Shvat and Av are both have a yomtiv on the 15th day. So now let's take the word Av and the word Shvat and add them together. Shvat, we said before, is 311. Remember all the way in the beginning? Shvat is 311. Now, Av is very easy. Av is only 3. 311 plus 3... 311 plus 3, come on. 314. That's the exact gematria of the name Shakai. Shin, Dalid, Yud. Shakai. Shin, Dalid, Yud. 314. That's the name of God that resides in Yusod. Yusod is the name Shakai. Remember we said before, Teferes is Yud Kevavke. Malchus is what? Aleph, Dalid, Nun, Yud. What's the name pertaining to Yusod itself? Shakai. That's why when Avram Avinu had his bris mila, and mila is connected to Yesod, what's the name that God repairs to him over there? Ani Kel Shakai. It's all Kel Shakai. Shakai is Yesod. Okay? So therefore, since Av and Shvat are both related to Yesod, so if you take the word Av and the word Shvat together, you get, you get the, the, um, the name, you get 314, which is the Gizakamatri of Yesod. Now Yosef, now Yosef, who is Yosef? In his name too, has to be hinted to the two months of Av and Shvat. 
in his name, you need to have the two months of Av and Shvat, because these are his months. Because he's Yisoyed. So one of the names that Parai called Yosef was, when he went out on Mitzrayim, they called him Avrech. Yosef was called Avrech. Why Avrech? Well, Av. Av. You see the first two letters of Avrech is what? Av. That's Chodesh Av. Rech. Rech Chaf. That's 220. How do we get Rech? And that somehow has to, has to connect to Shvat. The Av is explicit. Aleph Beis. Av Rech. Rech Chaf is going to connect to Shvat because that's the other one. What's the idea? This is brilliant. What's the idea? How does Reish Chav connect to Shvat if Shvat is 311? It's not Reish Chav. Reish Chav is 220. What's the connection of Reich to Shvat? And the answer is, he says like this. What did we say before? Elon, the entire word Elon is Gematria Shvat. If you, with the details, that was the first thing we spoke about. If you write out, but, he says, we have to differentiate in the word Ilan, you have to differentiate between the, the letters themselves and the filling letters. When you look at a word, do you see the filling letters? There's two things. There is the letters, there's the gematria, and there is the miloi. What's the miloi? The miloi are the letters you don't see. So in an aleph, for instance, the aleph you see, the lamad pe you don't see. So what I want to do right now is let's try to divide the Elon, the 311 that we get from Elon, and let's divide the main letters, let's separate between the main letters and the filling letters. How do we do that? So let's take 311 and minus, let's take 311. 311 is the whole thing. The K, the, the donut with the custard inside. Okay? Now what we're going to do is we're going to subtract the two. We're going we're to divide the two. We're going to have the custard separate from the donut. Okay? So good. Let's take the word, the 311 of the word Elon, and subtract the letters themselves. And let's only remain with the custard, with the inside. So how much is Elon Gematria? What did we say earlier? We learned about it. Elon is Gematria 91. Remember we learned that earlier, Gematria Ame, 91. 311 minus 91. Huh? 220. So the 220, that's actually the part that adds up to make it shvat. You got Elon plus, you have Elon plus 220 makes it 311, which is shvat. That's why in the word av, Yosef's name is avrech, av is chaydish av, plus the 220. And the 220 bring you from av to shvat. Of, which is chaydish, which is of. Add to it the 220, and then you get. Now, of itself is only three, but you have chodesh of. And then you have 220 from the word, from, from the word reich. And then, and, and that 220 added to the word ilan, with the filling, makes it shvat. Okay, so you see, it's hinting to shvat. So you say, hey, come on, that's a little bit of far-fetched because you're working only with the inside, with the middle of it. But hold it, watch, watch how beautiful there is. How, what's the difference between trees in the month of Av and trees in the month of Shvat? It's crazy, it's crazy, it's crazy. 
What's the difference between the month, between trees in the month of Av and trees in the month? I told you I'm an amusement park, right? So this is my thrill. This is me shouting on this on the roller coaster. Okay, what's the difference between what's the difference between hold it between trees in of and trees in Shvat? Physically, I want to know. Of it's very hot, and Shvat and the street. Uh, of it's full and Shvat is empty. But if you go inside the tree, what would be the difference? In of the tree is dry and hard and firm because it's already. Bur- That's what we say. The sun beats on the eights until it gets dry, dry, dry. It's eights him. That's why we use them for the mezbeach. If you cut it down, they're hard and dry. Shvat. What happens in Shvat? They're wet in the inside. They have all the rainwater that's been raining in the winter. It's going in. It's make oh. What's the word rach? What does rach mean? Rach means soft, pliable, wet. So the difference between the trees of Av and the trees in Shvat is that reishchaf, is that rakus, that, that moisture, that wetness. The reishchaf, which, which comes out in the gematria as well. That's really crazy. It comes out in the gematria and in the actual physical... Why is it physically that way? That in Av it's dry and hot and in, and, and in Shvat it's wet because by adding the reishchaf. How do we add that? Now why? Let's understand. So what really is it? What's, now, now let's talk a little bit for one moment spiritually, the dynamics. Oh, this is great. The dynamics of Av and Shvat. Av is a, is a happy month. Av is a very sad month. In the beginning at least. It's a dark month. It's hot. So what is stronger in the month of Av? Chesed or Gevura? Gevura. What did we say? Remember we spoke earlier about Yesoid, that Yesoid is a mixture of Gevura and Chesed. It has five Gevuras. It has five Gevuras. And then it has three Chasadim. That's the word Lamed Nun from Ilan. It's the three powers of Chesed that that sweetened the, 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 the gavura. Now gavura generally is dry and chasadim are wet. Water is chasad. So the month of Av, Taka, is a month of intense gavura. And actually on Tisha B'av, what do Chazal say? How many things happened bad to the Jewish people on Tisha B'av? How many bad things happened on Tisha B'av? Chazal say five terrible things happened to the Jewish people on Tisha B'av. Why? Five Gevura is five power of Gevura. So that happened on Tisha B'av. It's all Gevura. It's the five Gevuras. Now what do we have to do once Tisha B'av is over and we come to Tezvav B'av? What do we have to start doing? We have to start sweetening the judgments. And that's what we do now. We begin the process of sweetening the judgments. We start moisturizing the tree. We start making rach. We start adding the 220. So the time we get the two B'shvat... We have a yomtiv li'lanais of a fresh growing tree full of moisture and full of wetness. We introduce the chasadim into the gavuras. And when do we start doing that? On the 15th of Av, we have to start changing the dynamics of the tree and change the dynamics of the year. Change the dynamics of Yesoid. What's Yesoid? Yesoid is God's power as He's channeling to the world. When God, in the summer, Hashem is giving us too much gavura. We want to start bringing rain. We want to start, when winter comes, it starts being rain. It starts, we want to move to chesed. And that's what we're starting to do. That's the whole avoid of Rashid. How do we do that? What a Chazal say an amazing thing. 
So I'll say an amazing thing that what are you supposed to start doing on, on Tuba of? Gemara says, since the nights start becoming longer, you hit midsummer and the days start becoming uh, shorter, the nights start becoming longer, you have more time to study Torah. So the Gemara says that from the 15th night of Av, you have to be Mosif in Limudat Torah. You have to add Torah to study. Now, hold on one second. Until when do you keep on adding? Adding, adding, adding. You're supposed to add. So it says every night you add, add, add. It says until the 15th of Shvat. Once, a 50, once you get the 15th of Shvat, you can relax already with that extra addition of Torah learning during the night. That's what it says. From the 15th of Av to the 15th of Shvat. Why? That addition that we have to start adding is we have to start bringing the chesed into the gavures to sweeten things, right? Until we get to Shvat. <laughs> what did we say before? Shvat is plus the moisture. Shvat is 311, so it's Elon. It's Elon plus the moisture. Oi, I just caught that right now. It's Elon plus the wetness. You have the why in Gematria. So Elon is not ugh, Elon is 91. Add the 220, add the moisture, you get Shvat. So Shvat is the Shvat is the is the acute is the is the final the final um, effects. Of all the Haisafa. Now, how do you bring Chesed into the world? Kind of. You learn Torah. You bring more light into the world. Moisif. Moisif is Yosef. You have to be Moisif and Yosef. That's what Yosef. Yosef is Yosef. Who is the one who explains it in the Gemara? Who is the one who explains what it means? Whoever doesn't. The Mishnah says, or the, the, the Brisa says, or the Loi Moisif Yosef. And the Gemara says, what does that mean? Amar Rabbi Yosef, Rabbi Yosef says, it means that from this day on you have to add Torah study. And if you don't, why is it Rabbi Yosef? Because it's Shaykh to Yosef. This whole idea, it's all Shaykh to Yosef. So the one who says it in the Gemara, his name is Yosef. And he says, Moisef Yosef. And what are you adding? You're adding Chesed. You're adding the Rach, the 220, to the Elon, the 91. And what are you getting? Shvat, the 15th of Shvat. Now, it's not just a yomtev for trees. For tree, it's yomtev le'ilonois, for trees. So it's implied there's more than one tree. So he goes in, and I'm not really going to get to that, but he goes on to explain what's the meaning of more than one tree, because there's really two trees. There's the Eitz HaChayim and the Eitz HaDas. And the two trees need to be brought together. And he explains that one tree is Amuna, and the other tree is Das. Eitz HaChayim is Amuna. Tzadik Real life comes from Amuna. The second tree is Das, and it has to be in this order. What's Das? Knowledge. Which means, but what's the order? In order for it to be kosher, what do you have to do first? You have to first eat from the Eitz HaChayim, and then you can go and eat from the Eitz HaDas. If Chas V'Sholem, you eat from the Eitz HaDas first, you end up like Chava, and Adam and Chava with the mess. That means that a Yid has to base all of his learning and all of his knowledge, all of his Chachma, has to be based on first what? First accepting everything with Emunah, and then you can, and these are the two trees, Eitzachayim and Eitzadas, Yom Teftilu, and then they're both trees, of the, and then the, so the, so the Arizal says, I'm just going to conclude with this, this, this last thing, he brings from the Arizal, we know that every Chodesh has a Tziruf of Yud Kevavke, Every Chodesh has another Yudke Vavke. Yudke Vavke is in a different order in every month. 
that Rizal says. So the one for Chodesh Shvat is, it says by Meiser Behema, when, you, when, you're, when you're doing, uh, it says by the Karbanais, it says that it, you're not allowed to exchange a good Karban for a bad Karban, and if you do that, if someone has an animal that's not so good, and one that's nice, a better one, and he by mistake made the one that's not so good a carbon, and then he says, now nah, I want to make the nicer one. And he exchanged them, both of them become holy. Who? Utmurasai, both of them become holy. And it comes out of the words, Fahaya, who? Utmurasai, yia, is Rasha Tevis, the vav, Fahaya is vav, who is hey, it's vav, hey, Vahaya hu ut vav no, vahaya is vav hu. How do you have two vavs? I'm getting confused. No, it's hay. It's haya hu utmarasa yeah. Whatever. That's the yutke vavke. I'm not looking at it right now, but the yutke vavke is from those words. And that's the that's the yutke vavke of the month of Shvat. Why? Because when you attach the two trees in the way that we just said. It's the tree. It's the yamtav of the trees. In the manner which you're working first with the etzachayim, and then with the etzadas, first with amuna, and then with das, then even the etzadas becomes what becomes kodesh. Because even your das is not is 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 holy. It's not the, even intellectually. There's no danger in das. Das is only a, a person can go very far with with their mind if it's not first. If the foundation is not amuna. Anyways, that's a whole long discussion, but it's fascinating. This is just one ride in his magnificent amusement park. There's many, many, many more. Literally, you can come here and I mean, you can come and learn this. Thank you, this is the smallest piece I found. There are places that there are pages and pages and pages, and it's dazzling. It's literally dazzling how everything, and you like suddenly start seeing, when you learn it a lot, you suddenly start seeing things as numbers and as like no, no more. I'm sure that he didn't see things, he didn't see things as, as things. He saw reality as, as gematria numbers, meaning as the spiritual essence of things. That's why it's known that Rabbi Levi Yitzchak would go to a fabrengen, he would go to a gathering, a, a, a kiddush, a whatever, a wedding, and he would speak about the chassan and the kala, their names, uh, why they two have to get married, and why they have to get married on that date. Um, um, for those who come to the Shabbos kiddush over here, I always try to do it by every chassan kala, fine, I'm just trying to learn from him. But, the, but, he, but, but what he would do is, he would actually explain everybody, all the guests that was in the room, why everybody had to be there by that wedding, and why this person is sitting by this table, and that one is sitting on the right side of him, and this one is sitting to the left of him and to the right of him, based on his name and his father's name. And it, it was crazy. It, not normal, the genius of, 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 of... And this is the way he saw the world, and saw reality. This is Reb Levi Yitzchak, the, Reb, the Lubavitch Rebbe's father. It's very interesting how the Rebbe, how the Rebbe took from his father the idea of like always connecting the name of the person who said it, but the Rebbe, um, I don't know, I can't explain why, did not follow on his father's path to leave it in the Kabbalistic realm. Everything had to be in the realm of Pshat and and Avoda, as opposed to in this dazzling world of Kabbalah. Maybe because, to some degree, you learn this, you go up there. You know, it has everything has to be down, down here. In any case. Um, the main thing is that uh, we should start living hopefully very soon in the Mashiach's world, the Mashiach's reality, where we're, 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 
where we're all going to be mikubalim like that and see everything in that in that sense. And life will make much more sense than it does now. Yeah.